Hi class, this is your instructor, Scholar Huff. We're still here in animal structure and function, and we're now going to finish up at part two of chapter 39. So here we are at tissues and organs. So they're here making up those 11 organ systems of the body. They are as follows, the integumentary system, the skeletal system, the muscular system, the digestive system, your cardiovascular system, the immune system, and sometimes linked with the lymphatic system, the respiratory system, the urinary system, our nervous system, the endocrine system, and finally, the reproductive system. So make sure you see that in your textbook there is a figure, figure 39.4, that shows those. Now we get on into homeostasis. So what homeostasis is defined as is that balanced internal environment which is controlled by homeostatic mechanisms. So what this is, it has these rule of set points and the rule of set points has these narrow limits within which everything in the body must remain such as body temperature or even blood glucose. So it just maintains those relatively constant internal conditions. That's what homeostasis does. So of course, each and every day, you experience stressors. And those stressors, they cause change and challenge homeostasis. So many animals are conformers, especially those marine invertebrates. So in those marine invertebrates, they are there and they experience that salinity that's within the environment. However, Things that are not conformers, that do not conform to where they are, are things such as us being mammals. So mammals are regulators, maintaining constant internal conditions regardless of the ever-changing external environment. For instance, right now it's approximately 70, 70 degrees outside. And I can assure you right now that your body temperature has not dropped to be that very same temperature. And just as it was not long ago, being very, very cold outside, less than freezing, no one temperature dropped that low, unless, of course, they happen to be dead. Now, getting on into the two types of systems that regulate are going to be both negative feedback and positive feedback. So to help you out, negative feedback is a change in some steady state that triggers a response that counteracts or reverses the change. A prime example could very well be body temperature. So you have a sensor, and that sensor detects a change, that deviation from that normal condition, that deviation from that set point. And thereafter, an integrator comes in and activates homeostatic mechanisms that restores the steady state. So, of course, if you happen to get too cold, you will then begin to shiver. If you're hot, you will begin to sweat. We call it homeostasis. Another example could be a case in which you've eaten, and eaten a lot of, let's say, pie, or maybe you ate a lot of cake, or even a lot of ice cream. As you do such, your blood glucose will spike. It will increase. It should be approximately 70, 70 deciliters per milliliter. However, in the event that you've eaten far too much of any of those things, blood glucose increases, which will then cause the pancreas to release insulin. That insulin is released to, of course, bring you back to homeostasis, making sure your blood sugar, your blood glucose, is not as high as it is now. Nextly is positive feedback. So positive feedback happens when there is a change in some steady state that sets off a response that intensifies rather than reverses the changing condition. So one perfect example would be during childbirth. As the baby's head 
enters and causes that contraction reflex, of course, contractions continue. They intensify, and the baby is birthed. Yet another example would be when you happen to get cut. When a person gets cut, the body begins to clot. As that clot is formed, more and more and more clotting factors, more and more platelets go to that area to ensure that bleeding stops. In both of those examples, neither of which happen each and every day, positive feedback happens with infrequent events. So you shouldn't be getting cut each day, and you should not be having a child each day. No one does. And then finally I get on into other things of concern being thermoregulation, which is the process of maintaining body temperature within a certain limit, despite those changes in the surrounding temperature. So as a byproduct, heat is produced because it's a byproduct of metabolism, and body temperature is determined by the rate of heat being produced or even lost to or from the outside environment. Class, that was part two of two of chapter 39. I really hope that you have a better understanding of this chapter. If you have any questions, please let me know and study very well. Thank you for listening.